fingers. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Happy Tuesday, episode 675, Shane Dennis Show, Jack Johnson, producing, contributing, reading your texts, telling jokes, we'll hear one here in a minute. Next couple of hours with you here at our Riverfront Stadium studio, beautiful day for now, more on that later. Here's how you can mix in, you can call us. You might want to today on a couple of different occasions because we've got some giveaways for you. Here's the hotline for that. 316-669-4996. Call us and you might win some stuff. Text us. You won't necessarily win anything, but you can text whenever you feel like it. Unbeknownst to your boss, if you're streaming the show. Three once or even if you're not, 316 247 0923, that's text line. Use that at your leisure as we jump from one topic to another. If that strikes your fancy and you got something to say, you can say it on the text line. 247-0923. If you're around the house listening to this or any other show or play-by-play on ESPN Wichita, tell your smart speaker to play KKGQ 92.3. Stream us, ESPNWichita.com. That is the fail-safe right there. You can stream the show. You can stream the Pulse with Pat. You can stream the Border Patrol from 8 to 10. You can stream the program from 4 to 6. And if you miss any of it, any part of any of that, go to the ESPNWichita.com website, and that's where the podcasts are. So you can check something out that you missed. Re-listen to something you really liked or couldn't believe you heard, ESPNWichita.com. 92.3 FM on your radio. Tune in on your phone. Follow us on X. Be our friends on Facebook. We are at our Riverfront Stadium studio. It is February 27th. It's the 58th day of the year. 308 days left in 2024. And by the end of this show, It'll be 79 degrees in Wichita. And I say that because at the end of this show, we'll have maxed out and start going the other way. But we'll worry about that when the time comes. So from now until 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, you're going to be walking around, walking around probably in shirt sleeves. So enjoy it. All right. 
set up the show for you here in a second. Got a lot to get to. Got, like I said, a couple of giveaways, a lot of things to tell you about, to debate perhaps, either via text or on air or via the text line or on X, because that is controversy worthy as I try to make them generally. So uh, check that out, and I'll uh, make it all make sense here in a second, right after Jack makes us laugh. Here, a, ma- a laugh. Here's our moment of levity. What do you got? Well, I want you to take a look at your phone. That, that's my real joke. It's not appropriate I'm for the air. Right, so if I'm this one bombs, right it's not on me. It's not okay. on me. So uh, hang on. Give me give me a second. Hang okay. on. I'm, I'm going to read this. Read this in my mind. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Why so, don't you read that? I, you totally should read that. Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. <laughs> right. Don't. I got to pivot right. then. I guess I can always say it on the text line. So we'll go with more of a PG version here. I was pulled okay. over by a police officer. He looked at my license and said, you're supposed to be wearing glasses. I said I have contact. He said he didn't care who I know. Hmm. Not bad. That's not a bad Not as good back. as my, That's okay. my behind the scenes no, one. No, of course not, but... It's National Polar Bear Day, National Retro Day, National Kahlua Day. Jack, Kahlua? Big fan, big fan. Good, good mixes and? you can do with it. Oh, man. I'm trying to think what my uh, favorite mix. There's actually this one drink. What is the name of it now? Oh, my gosh. I actually had it not too long ago. What do you put it in? I think it was crazy enough. Coffee, coffee wasn't. I've involved, had it. coffee's good. I've actually had one before in some form of a margarita, like a oh, frozen margarita. Oh. That's what it was. Uh, really wow. freaking good. I did not expect it to happen, but it was a margarita. And I'm like, what Kahlua in here? Yep, it works. Frozen Look margarita with Kahlua. Yep. What's it called? Oh, um, well, I think it was created <laughs> at the bar I was a, at. So, or okay. at least a thought. I'm sure they didn't actually create it, but. Uh, Let's see if I can find the name of it. Um, yeah, it was. It's like kind of a chocolate Kahlua. It was like a chocolate, some form of a margarita. You wouldn't think that mix either with tequila, right? Right. But right. It, somehow, kind of did. A, it's definitely a special occasion mm-hmm. of alcohol Kahlua. It uh, it's a coffee liqueur. Um, adds to cocktails and adult flavored desserts, of course. To uh, to celebrate, says here, you may want to use Kahlua to flavor your ice cream or another dessert, such as cheesecake or cake. Mm-hmm. It also tastes great in coffee. So here's the del- uh, coffee, hot chocolate, creamy cocktails, or as a shot on the rocks. You ever done a shot of Kahlua? I have, yes. It's, I'm not a fan of like sweet shots. I don't. What would you rather have, a shot of Kahlua or a shot of Jägermeister? Jägermeister, 100%. I do Jäger a lot oh, wow. more than I should. Uh, I would I would argue, would you rather do Kahlua or Rumpelmints? I don't think I've ever done a shot of t- uh, Kahlua, full disclosure. I don't know what it tastes like on its own. But you've done Rumpelmints before. Of course I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Rumpelmints over Jäger. Every oh, time. Man, Every I, time. I go Jäger. I'd go Jaeger. Jaeger is, man. Uh, it bites, but I like the bite. It does. Okay. Uh, 
and to before we get off of Kahlua, goes back to my can't remember when I brought this up. Well, I think it was right after I got back from vacation, maybe. You remember me talking about uh, that uh, flavored uh, whiskey, the cherry flavored whiskey in yes. coffee mm-hmm. that I tried? Mm-hmm. That's such a bust because when can you really enjoy that except for on the weekends? Like you can't get up and mix in to, uh, Kahlua with your coffee or the Red Stag with your coffee because you'll, you'll go to work drunk. Like yeah. there's never an opportunity for you to really drink. enjoy that. Yeah, it's got to be on the weekend or if you're – it's a holiday, it's a late-night situation, you don't have to go to work in the morning. That's just when you would probably drink it. Or if you're a raging alcoholic. That, that is option that C. You drink, and not, that you drink first thing in the morning. Not promoted here on the Shane Dennis show. We don't promote that. Never. We don't. We do promote, though, National Strawberry Day. That's today. And uh, February 27th in celebrated history, James Brown in 1997. The Godfather of Soul, that one, asks Rolanda White to marry him during a taping of her show. She declined. So she shot him down. Uh, Texter says, speaking of alcohol, I challenge you guys to try Malort, Jespin's Malort. Jack, I'll defer to you. You heard of that? Do you know what that is? I actually haven't. Uh, but I'm always willing to give it a try. See, All right, nothing ever hurts you from a first try. You never have to have it a second time, but you're at least worth one try. Okay. Birthdays, John Steinbeck, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, Liz Taylor, among others. So there you go. There's uh, there's Feb 27 for you. And uh, a funny joke and a funny joke that didn't see the light of day. All right, here's what we're going to talk about today, and we invite your participation via the text line. Keep the alcohol coming on the text line if you want to. We'll we'll always entertain those queries or challenges. But uh, it's funny that I wrote down at about 7.15 last night, after the joke, the day, I wrote down KSU Stomps, West Virginia. Back to that in a moment. We'll talk about that here in a minute. And uh, K-State apparently has played its way back onto, if not the bubble, at least the bubble conversation. So we'll talk about that coming up here in a sec. And I don't necessarily want to open up a can of worms on the Caitlin Clark v. Lynette Woodard debate. But if you want to debate it, I guess we can. But I want to bring up at least the greatness of Caitlin Clark, which we're all pretty aware of, because, my God, her games are getting sold out. And the Big Ten women's basketball tournament itself, I've heard, is sold out. But to also resurrect the legend that is Lynette Woodard, Wichita's own. And she probably has... A good enough gripe, if she wanted one, to be one of the best women's basketball player to walk the planet. But for this exercise at 1225, we're going to have a little Caitlin Clark v. Lynette Woodard talk. Jack, text that joke 
to Adam on the text line. He requested it. Can you do that for him? Sure. Why not? Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll also have some giveaways in the first hour. We'll also carry over, kind of, sort of, the women's basketball talk on Twitter slash X. Uh, it has to do with a female bucket getter extraordinaire. Who would you want? I got four options for you at ESPN Wichita. One o'clock, like normal, on a Tuesday, we'll have Jordan Foote, and we'll talk about both the Chiefs and the Royals. He's our, our all-things Kansas City sports dude that we talk to uh, every Tuesday at 1 o'clock. And also at 125, we had a former wind surge pitcher make a, little, make a few headlines yesterday in his start against the Yankees and his effort to try to uh, break, uh, break camp with the big club. Simeon Woods Richardson. Had a start against the Yankees yesterday. We'll talk about that and the bevy of surge alums that are on the big club in spring training for the Twins and perhaps the outlook for them. Plus, the Twins made another trade. And how will that affect Wichita, if at all? So we'll talk about that at 125 as spring training is going in full force. And also, I'm old Jack Young, Feb 27. Pat will be here. We'll talk to him, see what he's up to, and get you ready for the polls from 2 to 4, and set you up kind of, sort of, for KU-BYU pregame coverage starting tonight at 5.30 right here on the channel as KU hosts BYU. We'll get to the standings in the Big 12 here in a second when it comes to the Jayhawks and the Cougs. But first, K-State made its case, continues to make its case, of bubble talk, the NCAA bubble. There was a time not that long ago they weren't even on the bubble. Uh, And you don't have to go back very far for that. But last night they entertained the one of the bottom feeders in the Big 12 at Bramlage, and that was West Virginia. And the first half... Did not go the Mountaineers' way at all. 11 first-half three-pointers buried by K-State gave the Cats a 48-26 to halftime lead. And that prompted me, as I mentioned earlier, to jot down, as part of the monologue, KSU stomps WVU. Got it written down right here in ink. Now, of course, I... Jumped around to find out, all right, what else do I need to keep uh, my thumb on in the world of sports that might be going on right now? It was, frankly, pretty thin um, last night elsewhere, I thought. And keeping track of the K-State-West Virginia game kind of online, keeping like one eye on it, you know, during commercials, whatnot. It eventually was at least not a situation where K-State was doubling up West Virginia anymore. So flip back, and sure enough, sooner rather than later, well, it was somewhat late in the game, but West Virginia made it a game, 
And not only did they get close, they made up a 25-point stagger and actually took a lead late in that game. I think it was 77-74. They eventually went to overtime. As we all know now, that is not where you want to be when you're playing K-State. But in the last 13 minutes of regulation, K-State gave back all of a 25-point lead and then had to come back from four down in the final minute and then won in overtime 94-90 to in Bramlage. Amazingly, it's K-State's seventh overtime victory this season, which is an NCAA record. Also under Jerome Tang, they are now 12-0 in overtime. And with the win, the Cats are now 7-8 in the Big 12. And it marked K-State's first back-to-back wins since beating Baylor and Oklahoma State way back in January. So if K-State kind of drifted from your consciousness when it comes to relevance in the Big 12, that's understood. But that win not only kept their NCAA hopes alive, but it helped avoid the biggest choke job in school history if they would have lost. Tyler Perry scores nine of his points in overtime for K-State. Cam Carter had 19 overall. Perry had uh, nine of his 29 in OT. Two other players in double figures for the Cats last night. So in losing seven of eight before BYU came to town, they were, like I said, they weren't even on anybody's bubble, not anybody that I was looking at. Now, I don't look at everybody's bracketology, but a week and a half, two weeks ago, nowhere to be found. But they beat number 21 BYU and West Virginia, a game they had to have. Can't be losing to West Virginia, not at home anyway. Has them with, uh, within a game of 500 with a game at Cincinnati coming up on Saturday. That'll be, well, they're all big down the stretch, but you can't be losing to Cincinnati prior to the KU game that looms after that. But they did what they had to do. They stayed alive and continued to kind of have a a pretty faint pulse when it comes to being on the NCAA bubble. And looking at the uh, standings right now, there's still some work left to do, but they're ninth in the Big 12. And conventional thinking year after year is that if you can play 500 in the Big 12 and you did anything at all in the non-conference, you're at least in the conversation for an NCAA tournament appearance or chatter. Jack, would you say that that is a flimsier argument this year as opposed to last, or because of the overall strength of the conference, if you actually do finish 500 in the Big 12 this year, your argument is better this year than it would be in years past because that's supposedly this this magic mark that you have to get if you're going to get NCAA consideration. Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um I think that the strength of the Big 12 is oftentimes used as a crux or a crutch. It's like every time you lose a game, it's like, well, this conference is really, really good. It is a good conference. Don't get me wrong on that. There's also a lot of teams that are just 
mediocre. Uh, somebody like a West Virginia and Oklahoma State, more of the, the worst teams in the conference. And that's why it always frustrated me so much. Uh, when you look at the top half teams, you know, Houston and Iowa State of Kansas, you had a bad loss. It was like, well, it's the Big 12. They can get you on any single night. I think it also shows that, you know, it's not as top heavy as it once was. Like, I don't think because right, right. it's so competitive that, oh, these are all really great teams. I think they're all a lot closer to each other than you think they are. There's not really the elite. But does that make them all good, or does that make a few of them mediocre and this is a watered-down league? That's what I'm I'm struggling with here. I think it's a little bit of the latter here. Um, Like, I think a perfect example is, you know, Houston is a team that came over from the American, not as strong as the Big 12, and yet here they are at the top of the Big 12. You look at somebody like Kansas – yeah, they beat up on Houston. They beat them up, beat up on them pretty good in Lawrence, and also lost to West Virginia and UCF on the road. So uh, to yeah. me, it's not like of the the mid twenty tens and the late two thousands where it was KU and everybody else. There was a couple years that Texas was right there, Baylor was right there, K State mm-hmm. was right there. But it, that's why KU won fourteen in a row. It was like there was the elite team, and then everybody else was closer. This is more so, I think, better for college basketball that it's so evened out and you can't really lock up the conference um you know by january like it's usually gonna take until february i think houston wins it and wins it outright but you never know right anybody can get anybody on any given night and that's what we saw last night with k-state now i was i didn't even watch the game until overtime really i i was uh we all started chattering about it on the text thread basically (laughs) oh my god i was at the gym and then i looked at my phone i said oh i forgot k-state played tonight and it was 66 to 41 i go okay never mind i'll I'll, we'll talk about i'll look at the box score and stuff like that and then all of a sudden my buddy texts me and goes uh you need to turn on espn too what's happening right now and i turned it on and there it is a two-point game i'm like i don't even know how that can happen and i think the mist- and, and Pat Pat joined the party late too, and he's like, "Give me a thumbnail sketch on how this how happened. happened." I'm like, "Well, uh, <laughs> West Virginia didn't turn it over. They hit nine threes. It was just a six zero run here and a seven zero run there, and that turned into fourteen to two. And yeah, it was hard. It was weird to to explain. It was just like, uh, just watch this. You just got to watch it. Now they're on the next four out. So they're not the mm-hmm. first four out, but they're on the next four out. But that's better than they were two weeks ago. Exactly. And, you know, I, f- I feel like when that game got close, I think West Virginia had the ball up three with like a minute 40 to go, and I still was like, they're going to blow this. You know they're going to blow this. And this game's <laughs> going to go into overtime and K-State's going to win. Everybody knows it's coming somehow, some way, some form. Um, but what I, I did think was interesting is, I don't know if you caught this from Joe Lunardi at the beginning of yesterday. He highlighted K-State in West Virginia, and he basically said something along the lines of, there's nothing K-State can gain from this game. Like, they win. West Virginia is 9-18. and 18. They lose, they're not making the NCAA tournament. And whereas I think a lot of people, which is the unfortunate part now of college basketball, it's not, hey, a win is a win. Hey, we feel we blew a 25-point lead and we won in overtime. A win, yes, counts the same as a 40-point win would have. But it mm-hmm. doesn't for the net rankings. That right, is going right. to hurt K-State. And when you are that bubble team, uh, it makes it a lot harder on you now where – I mean, Chance and I disagree a little bit on it. I think they have to go 2-1, and one, which means beating likely Cincinnati and Iowa State, and then win two in the Big 12 tournament because their non-con was so weak. Uh, whereas a win against Villanova once looked pretty good, now not so much. A loss against USC at one point didn't look that bad. Now it looks really bad because USC's not very good. They had that win against Providence. That, to me, was the best non-con win. The win against Baylor, of course, is important. The win against Kansas is important. But I look at it and think... 
if you do go 2-1, and one, of course, best-case scenario for the Cats is they win their final five games of the regular season, including winning in Lawrence against Kansas. But the tough part about that, you'll get Allen Fieldhouse at its most hostile because K-State beat mm-hmm. you in, in Manhattan. So that's a tough spot. Yeah. And then you're asking to make it a must-win against Iowa State. Then it comes down to not only do you need to win at Cincinnati, who, by the way, is on the bubble, fighting for a spot in the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. you got to beat Iowa State and Manhattan. And then you have to turn around to Kansas City and we're a anybody-can-get-anybody type of game. Uh, you got to win two, in my opinion. And that still puts you in the conversation of you might get the play-in game. So last night was important, but I think the unfortunate reality of this Kansas State team is like a lot of the teams in the Big 12, you just can't count on them to do that. Like That that last yeah. night should have been a game with 10 minutes to go to say, man, what a game from Tyler Perry, what a game from Kaluma. Benchwit was okay-ish. Not t- I mean, you, you held them to 41 points at 66. Let's get some of the reserves in. Let's get the freshmen in there. Yeah. And to collapse like that, um, yeah, a win does count the same there. But for the net rankings, that's not good. Uh, we all know yeah. K-State can win in overtime, and, and I had chance on while you were gone. He brought up a great point from what the broadcast said in the Texas game. It was like, K-State just hopes the game goes to overtime. <laughs> like They just they play every game in the second half like, let's just get this to overtime and we're going to win. And that is the reality. right? I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the extra juice. I don't know if it's that teams forget how to play in overtime. It's so, or- it's so impossibly hard to play an overtime game. Like to have the score tied at the end of 40, <laughs> 40 minutes and they do it all the time. So if they do what you want them to do, mm-hmm. They'll be twenty-two and thirteen. Yeah. I, and I, I, if they beat Iowa State, if they beat Cincinnati, it depends on who they play in Kansas yes. City with those two wins and then the loss to whoever that comes against. So those are the variables. But Jack says twenty-two and thirteen. I think would gets get the in. job done, and that would also put him, I think, at nine and nine in the Big Twelve. Right. Yeah, that would put him uh, at nine and nine, and then right mm-hmm. now, K State is looks like here ninth in the Big Twelve. They're ninth. Yes. So they will not be one of the playing games. So that first week or first day will be Oklahoma State versus I think. Or is UCF versus West Virginia, Cincinnati versus well, Oklahoma if they, State? If, I think they, it is. if they go two and one the rest of the way and go nine and nine, you know that they're going to leapfrog somebody. They're going to leapfrog. So uh, looks like. Well, I guess they have to wait and see what Oklahoma, BYU, and TCU do. Right. Right. But, but I'm saying at least one of those teams they jump over. Yes. Because let's go ahead and say KU beats BYU tonight. Mm-hmm. So that'll drop them to seven and eight. Cor- giving, correct. Yep. Giving giving K State the tiebreaker against them. Right. Well, they split. Remember. Oh, they did split. They okay. split, and so I then I think it goes to overall record. BYU's got them there. And right. Oklahoma well, does go to Ames, though, on Wednesday, so you can probably chalk that up as a loss. Iowa State hasn't lost anybody there. Um, I think that the tough part about this, and Chance, again, I want to. he was saying a lot of good points last night in the text thread. He believes uh, it's an elimination game for either Cincinnati or K-State on Saturday. Like, the loser mm-hmm. of that game, it's over. Don't. No, I would agree with yeah, that. It's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's cooked, because then K-State rolls into Lawrence on a two-day rest, and a KU team that is coming off uh, their Baylor game, of course, that's on Saturday. But, yeah, I think that's exactly right. It's an elimination game for both these teams. But I think the tough part about it, too, is like a win against Cincinnati is good, but like it's so much better if Cincinnati was like where Texas Tech is in the conference. Like Cincinnati's 5-9 and nine and 16-11 well, I mean, and and overall. Yeah, you got to win. 
you got to play the bottom feeders sooner or later, and you just win. I mean, and yeah, it's on you the wish road. it was worth more. Yeah, yeah. And then you so, just have to wonder the Big 12 tournament, who they draw at that point. Is it you know a, a Texas and a Cincinnati again, or is it UCF and West Virginia? Because that is important, too. Mm. You want to get that first win, but then you want to get matched up with like a Tech or a Baylor. And then if and then that win them. happens, boom. Yeah. Then I don't even put you on the bubble. I put you into that 9, 10, 11 seed category, and who knows what happens in March. We know Jerome Tang and one you know stop so far in the NCAA tournament can take him pretty far. So I think that's the goal right now, of course. Get your foot in the door and see what happens. And maybe you get the matched up in the NCAA tournament uh, with the weakest one, if there is one. And this year, I think it's arguable that there's no super team, so you could for you know luck out and get the weakest one. And maybe knock them off if you play your best game. ESPN Bet is now live in Kansas as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet's the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find out, uh, find, sorry, find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. 1228. Clark versus Woodard. Who you got? We'll discuss next. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Hey, baseball fans, a new season of Shocker Baseball is upon us, and new head coach Brian Green has his sights set on winning right away. Support Coach Green in his first season by purchasing season tickets and catch every game this spring at Historical X Stadium. It'll be the place to be with new additions to the outfield experience that are sure to turn Coleman Hill into a party. Grab your season tickets today by visiting GoShockers.com slash tickets or call 316-978-FANS. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a deal on Seagram 7 1.75 liters, just $19.99. And Yellowtail 1.5 liters, only $9.99. Davis Liquor Outlet. Each store independently owned and operated. Neighborhood locations with superstore pricing. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. This segment is brought to you by KDOT. Kansas is the second worst state in the nation for distracted driving crashes. Let's do better. Put your phone down and drive like your life depends on it. Because it does. 
Entrepreneurs Wanted. With over 25 years as a commercial real estate leader in Wichita, Occidental Management is proud to support entrepreneurs and startups in the markets we live and work. Alloy Architecture is a business partner we work with to design solutions for our tenants and properties. We did the design work for Occidental's historic ice house building and then moved our offices into it. Our partnership with Occidental has provided unique and creative architectural solutions for the Wichita community. We're proud to help bring their entrepreneurial vision into reality. To learn more, visit OCC gmt.com or call 316-262-3331. That's OMD, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Happy birthday, Paul Humphreys. He's 64, as if you leave. All right, it's uh, 1231, and as you know by now, Caitlin Clark recently pushed her point total, the Iowa great, to 3,593. 57 to go until she gets to Lynette Woodard, Wichita's own Lynette Woodard. And the there's... I don't know that there's really a controversy here to be had, but uh, it's kind of selective memory on what we view as an all-time record. And what I mean by that is, first of all, Caitlin Clark broke Kelsey Plum's all-time NCAA scoring record, but some believe that Woodard is a true record holder. Uh, first of all, Woodard scored 3,649 points. Kelsey Plum didn't break, didn't score that many. And Caitlin Clark broke her record, but she's still 57 behind Lynette Woodard. What the discrepancy here is the NCAA doesn't recognize individual stats that were recorded before the NCAA began governing women's sports. And that was in the 81-82 season, which happened to be a year after Lynette Woodard graduated. there, And here's where the gray area comes in, because recently Stanford coach Tara Vanderveer has been recognized by the NCAA as the winningest coach in Division I history. She passed Mike Krzyzewski in January, for that honor, but 59 of her wins predated the 81-82 season, which is kind of the cutoff point where the NCAA governed sports and recognized the women's record book. She was, Vanderveer was at Idaho and Ohio State for 59 of those wins, and without those, she would still be behind Coach K for the most wins. For what it's worth, Vanderveer thinks Woodard is the true record holder, as she told Wall Street Journal. And many other women's basketball legends tend to agree. For, for her case, for her own case, Lynette Woodard told the Wall Street Journal, quote, I just think that we should take care of our history just as the men take care of theirs. I know so many players and about them on the men's side 
but we work so hard to make people on the women's side disappear, unquote. Kansas coach, uh, former coach, Marion Washington, told R1S1 Sports that the NCAA puts all those athletes prior to 1982 on the back page. And it's a distorted, her words, not mine, a distorted history of women's basketball. Now, you Wichitans probably don't need me to tell you this, but I'll give you a little refresher course if, if you've forgotten. She went to North High. Lynette Woodard did. Four-time All-American at Kansas. And did all those, uh, did all that scoring without a three-point line. And this is a little caveat, too. I don't know how much stock you want to put into this, but she did that with a man's basketball. The ball hadn't been shrunk yet for a better fit to a woman's hands. So there's that. She also was a gold medal winning member of the 84 Olympic team. She was a Harlem Globetrotter. She also played two seasons in the then newly formed WNBA She's a basketball Hall of Famer. So there, there are the, uh, the platitudes for Lynette Woodard, like I said, who many believe is the all-time record holder. Now, getting back to Caitlin Clark, she is probably good health, willing, going to take care of every record, men's, women's, wherever, whoever. Although this is not part of the story, but just for full transparency, the NAI scoring record is about to go down because Grace Beyer needs 15 points to get to 38.55 after she got 40 points uh, earlier this month. So 3855 is the NAIA scoring record. But anyway, getting back to Caitlin Clark, back on the 15th, she scored 49 to break Kelsey Plum's record for most points in the NCAA history. Now, keeping in mind that this is Lynette Woodard's not in this conversation for the moment. But, uh, and you all probably saw it because she had a logo three to break the record in a 106-89 victory where she scored or assisted on 79 points, the most in any game by any Division One player over the last 25 years. But Clark could get to Pistol Pete's record of 36-67 for most points in Division One history for anybody, men or women. And, of course, she's got Lynette Woodard in her sights, just 50 or so, 50 some points away from her. Clark is averaging 32 points per game and is 51 points away from Pete Maravich. So Maravich and Lynette Woodard, while you won't necessarily see them next to each other in any record book, they are pretty close together. Woodard 3649, Maravich 3667. And this is also probably not something you need me to remind you of, but it's just mind-boggling to look at the total numbers that Caitlin Clark 
has been able to rack up in her college career. Jack, a little Caitlin Clark trivia for you. And this is, will probably be a shock to the system, but that's the point. How many 30-point games has Caitlin Clark had? Man, um, I'm going to say... She's, she's averaging 32.1 yeah, this year. Is it just this season or in her career? Did you say? Uh, either one. You pick. I got this season and career. Okay, this season like. I'll go... She's averaging 30-plus. I'll go – has to be like 20, right? 16. Close. Okay. A little bit high 53 all-time. Mercy. <laughs> 53 times she's racked up 30. Um, triple doubles. How many triple doubles this season? Five. Five, exactly. Okay. Career? 10. 16. Which is actually second behind Sabrina Unescu, who had 26 triple-doubles. 12 40-point games, four this season. Most by any Division One player over the last 25 seasons to have 12 40-point games. The official NCAA list, and of course that does include Lynette Woodard, Clark's at the top, 36-17. At the moment. And I think they play tomorrow night against Minnesota, Iowa, I'm talking about. Number four and five on the list are topics for our Twitter question. At ESPN Wichita. And that would be Jackie Stiles from Missouri State and Brittany Griner from uh, Baylor. By the way, Lynette Woodard, Jackie Stiles, both from the state of Kansas. Boom. But anyway, um, having surpassed Plum now, Clark has only really Pete Maravich and Lynette Woodard to try to eclipse. And assuming, like I said, assuming good health, she's only, I don't know that there's any way she doesn't get him. She's got the conference tournament coming up. She's got the NCAA tournament coming up. And a handful of games down a Big Ten stretch. Yeah, their next game is at 8 o'clock Central Time tomorrow at Minnesota. Other records that Caitlin Clark is closing in on. Career scoring average as far as points per game. She is two-tenths of a point per game off of the all-time top mark. And that's from a gal named Patricia Hoskins in the mid to late 80s. She averaged 28.4 points per game for Mississippi Valley State. Clark is right on her heels. Two-tenths of a point behind her. Clark's scoring average has, not surprisingly, in, uh, improved each season. As a freshman, 26.6 points per game. 27 even as a sophomore. Last year, 27.8, and Clark could set the Division I single-season points record. She has 900 this season, and the record is Kelsey Plum's 11.09. And Clark, from 2022-23 season, 
is fourth on the all-time list. She had 1,055, so she could rack up 1,000 points again this year. So who you got, Caitlin Clark or Lynette Woodard? I think both of those uh, amazing players have, by all accounts, a healthy respect for one another. And it's, in some ways, just numbers. But in other ways, it's not because, and it's going to sound biased because this is a nod to Lynette Woodard being from Wichita, but I don't mean it that way. No 3.9 and playing with a men's basketball and racked up 3,649 points in her career plus. And this has nothing to do with college. I know I'm I'm kind of moving the goalpost here for her, not that she needs it, but played in the WNBA. She was signed by the Cleveland Rockers then of the WNBA. And she was uh, selected in the expansion draft by the Detroit Shock. This is at the end of her, her career, Lynette Woodard's. And she was also a Harlem Globetrotter. So she didn't have to take a backseat to anybody. But it's just too bad for her and for non-women's basketball historians that she played before the NCAA recognized any stats from the AIAW, which is the era in which she played. But a little bit of Caitlin Clark v. Lynette Woodard talk here on the show. Uh, both great in their own right. And it's, a, it's an amazing time that we're in right now in getting a chance to watch Caitlin Clark on a consistent basis. And she is must-see, as you know by now, wherever she goes. It's a packed house and a women's basketball ticket to watch her, short of the Final Four, I'm guessing, has never been so valuable. And that's pretty awesome. All right. We need to let you know that uh, Drew Lynch has captured the hearts of America with his golden buzzer performance on season 10 of America's Got Talent. He's got millions of followers on Soch, and he's touring. And he's going to come to the Orpheum Theater on March 6th. I got a pair of tickets for you if you want to go. See Drew Lynch. Be caller number two. Call Jack right now, 316-669-4996 to see comedian Drew Lynch at the Orpheum, March 6th. Call right now, caller number two, and I'll give you a pair of tickets. When we come back, kind of the Mount Rushmore-ish of women's basketball. Who's on it? And more specifically, who would you like to have for one game if you had a women's basketball player? We'll discuss next. It's 1245. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Get ready for an adrenaline-packed weekend. The 67th Annual NAIA Men's Wrestling National Championship is coming to Hartman Arena February 29th through March 2nd. Witness the nation's top wrestlers battling for glory. 
Don't miss out on the action. Mark your calendars February 29th through March 2nd. For more information and tickets, go to HartmanArena.com. Join us at Hartman Arena for the wrestling showdown of the year. Proudly presented by Visit Wichita. Natalia, solid dismount, but that little pause is a deduction. Top tumblers hope to stick the landing with Coach Jasmine. That aerial sequence still needs work. She needs more certified athletic trainers to find her balance. Focus. I'm going to need you for the all-around. Wait, who's spotting the vaults? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Discover the art of tailored design at Pinnacle Homes. From customized kitchens to unique bathrooms, our skilled craftsmen bring your vision to life, delivering top-notch quality, whether it's a kitchen upgrade, bathroom remodel, or a complete home transformation. Upgrade your living space and add value to your home. Dial 260-4502 or visit us at our website at remodelerswichita.com to transform your space. Pinnacle Homes, it's time that you love your home again. Hey, I have a secret. Uh-huh. I use secret whole body deodorant because more than just my armpits stink. Uh-huh. Can I use it where my bra rubs under my... Oh, <laughs> yeah. And what about down there? You know, my... Totally. Four out of five gynecologists would recommend it. So I tried it, and now I get 72 hours of freshness. From my pits to my... Ooh, I love that it's a spray. Me too. And it comes in sticks and creams too. Go get your secret whole body deodorant. Beware of the fog. You're a Swiss from the right wing. The Kansas Jayhawks hit the hardwood every game right here. What ball movement. They share it and they throw it down. There's nothing like Kansas basketball. A big time thundering slam. Be a part of the journey all season long on your home for Kansas Jayhawk basketball. Tuesday, the Jayhawks entertain BYU. Coverage begins at 7 on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Jack, this uh, this song, Jack, and make it your own. You can keep it playing. Is this what you asked me to play? No. This is Adrian Smith. He's a guitarist for Iron Maiden. He's 67 today. No, I asked for can I play with Madness, and I figured you were like, no, I like this song by Iron Maiden better. So oh, I, actually, I got hold, the on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. No, 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 no. Anybody that likes Iron you Maiden? Told, no, this hold is a on, hold on. Go look at your text. What did I say? What did I? Don't make me look. What did I say? Run for the hills, Iron Maiden. I didn't say. Can I play with madness? No, I got it right here. Proof. Golly, what an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I don't screw up two Run days for in the a row. Hills is good. All right, are you aware of Iron Maiden enough to? Of course. Share. Okay, I just want to make sure. All right, can I play with madness? It was in my head, but all right, good, good recovery. Thanks for covering for the hosts. Short-term memory. I'm screenshotting now just so I can I can show. I believe you. I, I think <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> See, now I'm doing five things at once, so I'm not going to get bogged down in that. The uh, X slash Twitter question has to do with women's basketball players 
uh, throughout the years. And a, the question is, or how I posed it to you on X slash Twitter, at ESPN Wichita is where it is. You get one women's basketball player for one game. Who you got? Lynette Woodard, Caitlin Clark, Jackie Stiles, or Brittany Griner? Run for the hills. There it is. Maybe somebody took my phone. Uh, anyway, who you got? One game. Women's basketball player for one game. Who you got? Lynette Woodard, Caitlin Clark, Jackie Stiles, Brittany Griner. Uh, Jackie Stiles numbers, in case you need them. And I think it's fascinating to always kind of look over your shoulder and what used to be because not only was Jackie a Kansas native, she came to Wichita often because she played for then uh, Southwest Missouri State, now Missouri State. She became the first women's player to score 1,000 points in a season. We talked about Caitlin Clark trying to do it again. Styles scored 1,062 in her senior year. She ended up with 33.93. That was a record until Kelsey Plum came along. And that one other person has caught and passed Jackie Styles, so she's now fourth. But she scored 41 against top-seeded Duke in the 2001 Sweet 16. So uh, Jackie Styles in there for nostalgia's stay, uh, sake, of course. And I wrestled with the fourth choice. I think no matter who it was, it would take a back seat to the previous three. I settled on Brittany Griner. I considered uh, Lisa Leslie. Also considered Sue Bird and Cheryl Miller. All great women's basketball players. But who you got so far with plenty of time left to vote and repost to your followers, too, at ESPN Wichita. Lynette Woodard, 39.7%. So almost 40% of you would rather have Lynette Woodard than Caitlin Clark. Actually, more of you would rather have Jackie Stiles, 31.7%. 22.2% said Caitlin Clark. And Brittany Griner bringing up the rear, but 6.3%. But it's a uh, not a bad not a bad quartet to be involved in. And whoever's finishing fourth is still one of the best players ever to play the game. So I don't know if that's any different than a Mount Rushmore of women's basketball players. Probably not. I don't know who else. Maybe maybe it'd be Cheryl Miller instead of Brittany Griner, but I don't know. That's that's splitting hairs. But anyway, the uh, the topic for the twelve twenty five segment kind of spurred on this particular question on Twitter. So please check it out, vote, repost, as we keep Lynette Woodard and her unbelievable career at the top of our our consciousness as Caitlin Clark tries to do something special on her own right. There you go. There are your women bucket getters to get if you had one game to have one of these players for the whole game. Coming up a little bit, we got Jordan Foote. He will come your way in about five minutes or so. Uh, Top of second hour, talk about all things Kansas City sports. We will have some more giveaways 
uh, in second hour. So heads up for that. We already gave away some Drew Lynch tickets. We'll, we'll continue to do that this week. Uh, so if you missed out on a chance to see comedian uh, Drew Lynch, Wednesday, March the 6th at the Orpheum, keep listening. I'll have some more tickets to give away. So uh, don't stray too far over the next two or three days of the week. Uh, also, some Wichita Wind Surge alums that are making some noise in spring training for the Minnesota Twins, including yesterday, a former pitcher here. We'll talk about that and who all you might see at some point in Minnesota this year. You've already seen a bunch, a slew of former Wind Surge players have not only made some real noise with Twins, but elsewhere, too. So the other uh, couple of other Guys that were trade bait within the last couple of years have already been in the big leagues, notably uh, Spencer Steer from the Reds. Um, So worth keeping an eye on. If you like the surge and you've come out and you recall some of these guys and you lost track of them after they left, they're doing probably better than you think. But we'll check that out at 125. Then I'm old Jack Young at the end of the show. And then we'll get you ready for the Pulse and Pat 2-4. to And set the table. I'm sure he will further set the table for coverage for KU and BYU coming your way at 5.30 with the opening tap at 7 o'clock. So the Cougs and KU tonight with coverage right here on the channel at 5.30. So check that out then. Twitter. Which women's basketball player you got for one game? Coming up. This weekend, it is the home opener for Wichita State Baseball. That comes your way at the Eck, and under what looks like going to be pretty good weather conditions, they will take on Utah Tech. It's the Shockers and the Blazers at 3 o'clock on Friday. And then they'll play at noon on Saturday, kind of a special start time on Saturday because of a whole bunch of Shocker sports going on the same day. So, the weekend series with Utah Tech and Shocker Baseball will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday at 3, 12, and 1. I have a family four-pack of tickets for you. If you want to go, then call Jack and tell him what day you want to go. You pick Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, four-pack of tickets to see Wichita State and Utah Tech. 316-669-4996. First one in and tell Jack what time, what day you want to go and we will hook you up. 316-669-4996. When we come back, Jordan Foote talking all things Kansas City sports. Hour two, straight ahead. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.